everybody. Welcome back to the Midnight Terrors podcast with, I'm not even going to say my name because Jason's just going to correct me anyway. Who are we today, Jason? Um, it's Bucky and Diamond. And I'm Kevin. No, he's Bucky. <laughs> and what is this show again? Um, it is the Midnight Terror. Yes. <laughs> Uh, good to be back, people. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode on The Crow last week. That was a fun one. You heard me say in the beginning of that episode that I needed to revisit the movie before we did that episode. That ain't the case on this one. We are talking about The Mist from 2007. Yeah, not this guy. <laughs> it's, it sticks with you first viewing. Yeah, it sticks to you like the spider creature's spider webs. Uh, in the yep. movie, um, Jason, well, I they don't stick through you; they cut through you. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Technicalities, um, Jason. This movie, I remember so clearly going to see this, um, dating my interests a little bit. This was 2007. I was at this point a diehard fan of wrestling. Uh, and I used to watch Monday Night Raw a bunch. And yeah, boy, yeah. watching your WWE. <laughs> and they played the shit out of this trailer for The Mist in 2007 every really? Monday night. Yeah, like on commercial breaks. And I remember staying up. I saw the trailer, and I saw one night on a Monday after Raw, they were going to air like a few minutes of a scene. Like a teaser. Yeah, they yeah, were gonna yeah. they were going to show a scene from The Mist. And I'd already seen the teaser trailer a bunch. I'd be like, dude, I got to stay up and watch this scene. This movie looks wow. amazing. And I stayed up. I could not have been more hyped for this movie when it was coming out. I saw it in theaters with my dad. Um, We'll touch on more what I thought about it when oh, I wow. first saw it. But okay. holy shit, this is one of dude, my favorites. Wait, how old were you? It was 2007? Yeah, if this was 2007, uh, let's see. I made you do math. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just trying to remember exactly how old I was. Uh, What month did this come out? The Mist, 2007. Holy shit, this movie's 15 years old. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This came out November 21st, 2007, so I was 14. Okay. And... We'll touch on more what I thought about it when I first watched it because I've got, um, you know, I had my initial reaction, then I've revisited this a bunch over the years. But this is one of my favorite horror movies ever. Well, the re- the revisit's really fun too. Yeah. Um, not not just because you're watching it again, um, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm a huge fan of Stephen King. Me too. Um, I'm a huge fan of Frank Darabont, um, who is of everybody knows Frank Darabont from Walking Dead. Oh um, yeah, that's right. Writer and director, and he's done some other um, Stephen yeah, King adaptations, done, correct? Yeah, he's done quite a bit. Um, I'd have to look and see what else he's done. I'll pull it up um, while you talk. We'll get. Uh, We'll get to the kind of the main reason that I love this movie, and it's uh, 
the reason that I love it and everybody else <laughs> wanted to hate <laughs> on it. But we'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah um, so uh, written, produced, directed by Frank Darabont, again, of uh, Walking Dead fame, um, who, he, I mean, the early seasons, even if you're not watching Walking Dead anymore, which I'm not, um, but the so, real, seasons, so real quick, he did uh, Shawshank Redemption and The Green Mile. Yep, there we go. So, perfect. Um, Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile, both amazing movies. I was going to say, but that's this, quite a one-two punch there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both of those are what I call everyday movies. Um, it's it's kind of <laughs> like when like you're sitting there watching TV and like you're flipping through the channels. And they're and just playing. Like, oh, oh, Green Mile's on. Yeah, I'll watch Green Mile. They should do that uh, more and, often with The Mist. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's the same thing. Like for me, it was uh, like Green Mile or um, like Forrest Gump. Uh, Apparently, it looks like he was a writer for Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Dream Warriors. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean that's legit. <laughs> Dude's had a career. Um, well, the fun thing too is um, because it is Frank Darabont um, watching the movie all the characters or, or actors that, that pop up in the movie. Um, it's, it's basically like the whole cast of the walking dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. And, and yeah. Like when you're watching it, you're just like, Oh shit. shit and this shit, was shit. three years before the walking dead. Before debuted. The walking dead yeah. So that's, this was saying too, like kind of on that rewatch, like you're sitting there. And I mean, if, if you know, Frank Darabont or you have ever, looked at his stuff and then going and watching it um especially no walking dead and just seeing all these people you're like yes that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude this uh so i i saw this in theaters i'm assuming you did as well right uh the mist yeah you know i honestly don't remember if i saw it in the theater or not okay i'm i'm assuming you did because you saw pretty much I'm, everything I'm back thinking- then yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> that I did, but I, I don't remember clearly. The Mist for for me is kind of like um, since it came out, um, it, it's kind of like one of those movies that, in my mind, has just always been there. Okay, because fair enough. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, I, sure. I honestly couldn't tell you the first time I watched Star Wars. Can't couldn't tell you the first time I saw Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> Didn't tell you the first time I saw the thing. Like, yeah, I got movies like that. And, Not so much in the horror genre because I got into horror a little bit later, but stuff like Jurassic Park, uh, Dragonheart, uh, and early childhood favorites of mine. I understand what you mean. Yeah, but it's just stuff that you love and you you really couldn't say like, you know. I remember yeah. seeing this. This it's just always been there. Um, and since the mist came out, it it was kind of like it. It, I watched it a million times. <laughs> yeah, now, so kinda... we're both fans of Stephen King, but I have not read the short story that The Miss is based off of. I don't know if you have or not. No, I haven't. Okay, so just to point out, we're not going to sit here and compare differences between the movie and the book. There are plenty of other yeah, podcasts that do that. We are strictly focused on the movie. Yeah, and I I hate doing that too. I, I mean, know. you can really I ruin a movie 
<laughs> that way, which and there's and there's plenty of things that like that I have read the book and then yeah. watched the movie, and but <laughs> like being that one guy that's just like, yeah, uh, it actually was, was different so in the book. <laughs> Yeah, or it yeah. was different. Or, you know, I don't well, care. Like, yeah, just, I don't either. Which <laughs> I, I do want to point out, this is actually not the first time uh, on Midnight Terrors that we've covered a Stephen King adaptation. Uh, but I covered well, one is, with, this... my, with my mom previously. We did an episode on Cujo. Yes. Which was a fun episode. Go back and listen to that if you have not seen it. But... um. I don't know, well, man. Stephen, Stephen, Stephen King. Stephen, he's very particular about which movies that he gets involved in. Absolutely. Um, because of course it's, he's notorious for hating The Shining. Um, right. Even though I love The Shining. Me too. Um, <laughs> and I think and most horror fans do. There's uh, <laughs> there's actually a '90s, um, or maybe it was early 2000s TV movie. Um, oh, the miniseries from of The Shining. It, it, yeah, that actually followed the book way better. But yeah, I it, saw not, it, it followed the book, but it's not it's not The Shining. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I is, saw I saw little it's... clips of that on TV when I was a kid, and uh, the only thing I can ever remember about it is the look of the woman in room uh, two thirty seven or two seventeen, right. whichever one it is in that version. Yeah, I remember seeing what she looked like in the TV movie, but that's all I know about it. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> it was just one of those things like, um, so yes, it followed the book adaptation like way better, like actually followed the storyline from the book way better. But am I going to watch that or am I going to watch the Kubrick one? I'm going to watch the Kubrick one <laughs> because it's yeah. way better. Even yeah. though it doesn't follow the book and Stephen King doesn't like it. Yeah, but, I, I don't care. I, I'm not one of those people that thinks that the movie needs to stick to the book. But to bring it back, um, this this was one that um, Stephen King was uh, very into. Um, yeah. And he's good friends with uh, Darabont and really likes uh, his, his directing. Um, and he likes his uh, screen adaptations because... That's what he did. He's he he wrote the screen adaptation for The Mist, so he yeah. took his short story and you know. Yeah, and I and I do it. think that we'll touch on it uh, when we get there. But I do think I heard that Stephen King actually has said that he was kind of wishing he had come up with the ending of the film for the book. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll touch on what the ending is a little bit later. But I thought that's a pretty cool, you know stamp of approval from Stephen King if he loves your ending more more than the the book ending. Um, yeah, so well, I think and, I think it's the miss that he said that on. I can't quite remember, but I remember listening probably. to another another podcast where he said that he was a fan of the ending. So but well uh, yeah yeah and yeah and actually that's one of the major points that I want to touch on. But yeah we're and we'll, so yeah, and we'll, we'll get, get there. there. But um, uh so to give yeah, you know so basic plot of the of the mist, um, basic is um, you know there's, there's a there's a strange mist, mist. <laughs> and uh, there are things in it. No, uh, there's a big storm one night in this little town, and a strange mist descends on the town from within the mountains, um, 
and people are slowly getting sucked into and killed by the mist, and there might just be some cool creatures lurking within the mist. <laughs> Which well, is... I, wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't say sucked into, I would say overtaken. Um well, when you get he, when you get pulled away by the creatures, technically you're kind of sucked into well, it. Yeah, but, yeah, there are there are some sucked in moments. Yeah. <laughs> so there are some sucked in moments. So basically, yeah, this this mist rolls over the town. <laughs> we um, need another. We need a T-shirt <laughs> with midnight terrors that has something to do with the phrase "sucked in moments." Yes, yeah, sucked in moments. <laughs> midnight terrors, a bunch of sucked in moments. <laughs> Sorry, I keep, I like I keep cutting you off. Keep going. I like that idea. <laughs> keep going. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the mist, is, the mist just sends over the town, and um, the mist is good. Um, I've I've talked about before, especially um, on the uh, it follows episode that we did. Yep, um, talking about like layers to a movie, um, and I think we talked a little bit about it with nope and yeah. Jordan Peele. Um, but yeah, the cool thing about the mist is yeah, the mist. So the mist rolls in and if you're in the mist, you have these crazy Lovecraftian nutso creatures that are yep. going to kill you like giant crab looking things, spiders that spit acid, like just nuts. Tentacles. Uh, yeah. Tentacles just like it, Again, very Lovecraftian and very weird like, giant hey. locusts that get that get yeah. hunted by these strange like bat creatures. Um, yeah, so so you have you have that going on, but at the same time, so basically all all of the kind of main characters for the movie, um, they get it, they're in a grocery store, kind of when all the hell breaks loose and. Yeah. When everything starts going down, they lock themselves in. You know, they're trying to keep the creatures out and trying to um, be safe or whatever. Um, Which, but the other, I gotta say that probably my favorite parts of the movie, or at least some of them, are the early parts where they go into the grocery store and we're not seeing the creatures yet. I mean, the creatures look awesome, but. We're not seeing them yet. And when that one old man just comes running in and says, something in the mist, shut the doors. It's like, yep. that is edge of your seat. Because when you see the trailer for the movie, you don't see what's in the mist. So if you've not read the book, you don't know what's going on. So when you just see a character with blood on his face come running in saying there's something in the mist, I mean, that's pretty terrifying. Well, what I what I love about the mist is that, um, honestly, with what's going on, so once they you know kind of barricade themselves in and get trapped in the grocery store or whatever, um, even without seeing anything, like the mist is one of those movies because all the inner turmoil starts happening. So it's it's not even about the. Well, it is about the creatures that are outside that are keeping them trapped, but um, all of the people that are, you know, barricaded in, they start turning on each other. Yep. Um, so it's like this cabin fever, you know, type thing that's going on where it's like they're locked in, they're scared, nobody knows what to do. And out and, of desperation, you know, they're turning to this um, 
religious fanatic character. Yeah. Um, who is, you mm-hmm. know, convincing people that these creatures are hell on earth, that it's the apocalypse. Yeah, basically just telling him this is yeah, this is hell on earth or this is the end of the world. Um yeah. and we've got our main it. our main dude in here, played by our hint from last week, Thomas Jane. Mr. Thomas Jane. Who is awesome in this movie. He uh, is. And I mean he's awesome in everything, but he's really good in here. Yeah, and despite what anyone says, he's a decent punisher. Um <laughs> Yeah, I agree. <laughs> But um, but yeah. So pretty, yes. pretty basic setup uh, so in another in here. Yeah. So um, another little fun fact while we're talking about actors, um, one of the soldiers. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know I know exactly. Right? I know exactly who you're talking about. I forget yeah, what his what his name is, but he's um. Starkiller. Starkiller from, from um, the Force Unleashed video game. Yeah. Star Wars, yeah. yep. Um, uh, and he, he's done a couple of things since then, but um, when I watched it, you know, after playing Star Wars, uh, I was like, I was like, who is this guy? I know this guy. Who is and they this guy? recreated his face, like, perfectly for uh, yeah, that role yeah. in the in the video Amazing game, movie. and he voiced yeah. it. It's awesome. Yep. <laughs> Dude. And then when I looked it up, I was like, oh, shit, he's Starkiller. Cool. <laughs> Dude. Star Wars The Force Unleashed is one of the best Star Wars video games ever. Yes, yes. I never played the sequel, Absolutely. but that first one is a classic. Well, they fucked the sequel all up. Yeah, the, I know. <laughs> I think was, that's probably why I stayed away from it, because you said you didn't like it. Was, yeah, man, they just, they, I mean, it was crazy short, and they just, the story was stupid, and they just, yeah. they effed it all up. Like, <laughs> they, did, they did the first one so perfectly, and everybody right. loved it. Um, and then they just uh, they just killed the second one. But, but yeah, um, man. So pretty pretty basic setup in the movie. We have our all of our heroes who hold up in this uh, in a grocery store, and slowly but surely they start to realize that um, you know there's creatures in the mist, and they are trying to hold them off. But there's one woman early on who is like begging someone to take her home because she's got her kids there. It's Carol. <laughs> yeah and you... she's from the walking dead yeah <laughs> oh that's right that is carol from yeah, the walking dead it's carol from the walking dead yeah. yeah 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 so she leaves the store and goes home to her kids we don't see her again for a very 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 long time and you just assume she's dead but we'll touch on her again when we get to the ending but um yeah they basically uh, <laughs> she basically has left her kids at home and she's asking anyone after the mist has come through and they've already seen at least one person die. Um, you know, she says, uh, she says, can a gentleman walk a lady home? Yeah. And she's well, they, just looking that, around. And, uh, yeah. At that point they haven't seen anyone die, but they heard one guy say, screw this. I'm getting in my car. And he gets overtaken by the mist and they hear him scream. Well, and that's when they right. lock the door. But, yes, um, nobody will, and nobody will help her. Um, yeah, so she ends up leaving to go get her kids, and that's kind of when the movie really gets going. So basically, we're building to the reveal of what's in the mist, and the first thing we see is the tentacles in the storage room. <laughs> yeah, which I know a common complaint about this movie is the CGI. 
Well, this is one um, that, yeah, you can argue that, <laughs> but there's so much, <clears throat> there's so many other things going on, um, especially with like the cabin fever. Well, that's what I was going to say, man, is that can you tear the CGI apart? Yes, absolutely. You can do that with anything. But honestly, there's so many other character scenarios going on between the religious cult that's forming within the store um, and just little character like dialogues going on that there's a lot more going on than just the monsters here. And this exactly. is one of those and movies that even when there are not monsters on screen, I'm never bored. It's yeah, you're never bored and it's still terrifying. Yeah, it's it's like it's that cabin fever stuff, you know, like what would you do if you were stuck in a store? Sure, you have everything you need, but you're like there's a big glass wall and that's the only yeah. thing standing in front of you in the mist. And you're stocking, you're stacking dog food in front of the windows. Yeah, and you're just like hoping, just hoping that you can keep safe. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, I got to go take a nap. It's like I can't sleep with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and well, and then when when everybody starts turning on each other, you can't even uh, trust the people that are around you, much less trying to go outside or facing whatever's in the mist. Yeah, exactly. And uh, obviously we see Norm, the bag boy, killed uh, by the tentacles, um, which is a great, great scene. I just, I'm not bothered by the CGI, honestly. I'm not either. I still find the movie to be incredibly, like, you're. I'm glued to the screen every time I watch this movie. Um, and I, just, I think the monsters are good for for being CGI, honestly. Um, because later on we get the weird, like locust creatures. Yeah. Which, uh, there's, <laughs> there's a point in this movie or points in this movie where when I see certain things going on, I'm like, this is the point where I'm gonna, if I were in the movie, this is the point where I go out. <laughs> right. <laughs> and for me, it's when these damn locust things show up. Uh, these things are so gross. And just like I would just die of fright right there. Yeah, and the um, the one person gets stung in the neck, right? Yep. The I think <laughs> yeah. it's the love interest of the soldier that we were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> gets stabbed in the neck by one of these things, and then her neck freaking blows up, and yep. it's all nasty. It's like the worst beasting that you've ever had <laughs> yep. which another movie that did something very similar to that that i love is that first cloverfield movie where the one chick gets bit by the the spider thing and sh she gets put in quarantine she's like i don't feel well and then her head explodes <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> yeah i forgot um, about that yeah, just it's been a long time since I've seen Cloverfield. <laughs> I know, man, me too. But I always remember that. We should definitely do an episode on that uh sometime soon. But Oh yeah, we could we could go all day on JJ Abrams and Cloverfield. <laughs> yeah, especially Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yes. Um <coughs> You alright there, buddy? Sorry, I sound like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I sound like I'm dying. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um 
but yeah, man, we see the locust creatures, they invade the store, and then all the bat creatures come in and are trying to really eat the insects, but like now there's two threats. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's well, long after that that our soldier guy that we were talking about, um, we find out that the mist was essentially created by the military or let into the world by the military uh, when they were up in the mountains doing research into other dimensions and they it's heavily implied that they that they accidentally opened a door and let this mist and creatures from another dimension into the world yeah they they kind of allude to it um well i mean they definitely say you know they're playing with opening doors to other worlds and stuff like that and yeah and project also, arrow yeah arrowhead um or yeah project arrowhead um but then you know they also kind of make allusions to it being like hell um yeah and which probably leads to the most disturbing scene in the movie for me is when the soldier that confesses that star killer when yeah. the religious cult that's been formed like kind of like performs a ritualistic sacrifice of him yeah and they like they turn on him and they beat him up and they stab him and they let him bleed and put him out in the mist to be taken yep and that giant like crab creature picks him up snatches him up yep uh yeah dude this well and uh, out of the creatures too um i think my favorite were the spiders man yeah when they Um, go to the pharmacy to get um like burn meds yeah not only just them shooting the webs and it basically being like acid yep and just melting people's limbs off um but then they find the one i think it's one of the uh military guys buddies and uh, yeah yep he's tacked up on the wall kind of like alien style very um, alien inspired it looks looks very yeah. similar to the nest but it's a little tribute there i love it well and then he pops open too and all the spiders like the baby spiders come out of him um which is pretty disturbing yeah all things considered really man, CG, yeah all things considered man cgi or not i find this movie to be pretty disturbing actually yeah it is you know just with the religious sacrifice going on and the dialogue from uh carmoni the leader of the cult yeah um and the fact that by the end they're like wanting to kill a child to save themselves yeah because they want to they want to take thomas jane's kid and and kill him um well and then then you're in the situation of which is what happens is it's like um it's actually more dangerous to stay here with these fucking people than to try our chances out in the mist like and at this point they've seen what comes out of the mist or what's in the mist they've seen the spiders they've seen the fucking giant ass mosquitoes they've seen the giant crab thing cut dude in half yeah like <laughs> and they're like let's see the mist or these fuckers yeah. they're like ah, which we'll go with the mist we do get yeah exactly we do get an immensely satisfying scene where carmoni's finally killed yes. uh when toby jones the store clerk the manager 
yeah. ends up putting a bullet in her. Yep. Uh, which I love that scene because she's screaming bloody murder like, kill them all, kill them all. And he shoots her like in the stomach and her jug of milk breaks from the yeah. bullet. <laughs> yep. And she gets down on her knees about to die and he just puts another one in her head. Yep. Yeah. It's it's cool because inside, inside the store with them all locked up, it's like this whole separate story going on. It's like you have what's going on outside, then you have what's going on inside. And it's two totally, like, they're relating to each other or pushing each other forward. Um, but it's two totally different things going on, which is cool. Yeah, and I mentioned this with The Crow last week where the movie's like an hour 30, hour 40-something. Yeah. And it just flies by. The Mist is another one, man. I could watch this any day and watch it from start to finish and not ever be bored or tired of it. Yeah, and it pops off fast, too. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, the storm comes through. He talks to his neighbor for about five minutes, and then they go to the grocery store, and then it's on from there. Absolutely. Um, um, so, I mean, so the most important part of the movie, which a lot of people hated, but I thought was brilliant. Yeah, let's just get there. Is the end. Is the <laughs> ending, yep. So basically they, they decide that, you know, they have better chances of getting out of the store because all of the crowd or all the people that are in the store are going crazy and following this cult and just getting violent. So they're like, you know what, we're getting out of here. Yep. Um, so they decide so they to take a car and they're just going to drive as far as they can on the gas that they have and pray that it gets them out of the mist. Yes, which... They they don't specify the amount of time, but they no. drive for a long time or at least a full, you know, uh, tank of gas. Right. Which uh, I do love the scene that we get when they're driving, which the score in this movie is awesome. Yeah. Uh, those like very ominous. Yeah. Those choir like chant yeah. type things that's playing when they're driving through the mist. Yes. Um, But I love when we get the reveal of that huge like Godzilla oh, yeah, type creature, creature yeah that is so massive it's it like doesn't see them on the ground yeah and which, it shakes it shakes the whole ground around them like an earthquake yeah which when I saw the movie initially I thought that that creature was the source of the mist um, because when you look at it, all the other creatures that we've seen are tied to that creature in some way. There's sure. tentacles coming off of it. The bat creatures are flying around it. There's spiders crawling on, on it. Um, and when it passes by them, it's not long after that, that the mist goes away. So I thought when I watched it initially that it was carrying the mist with it. And that was like the center point hmm. of it all. So just a, a thought that I had. Yeah, I never even <laughs> actually thought about it that hard. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're right, though. You know, I just I thought mean, that's where all the creatures were coming from. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, it's massive. And um, just by watching the movie, you know that the mist is not like a global thing. It hadn't right, taken right. over everything. Um, so with that, just like moving through and kind of the mist you know, disappearing behind it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, just something that crossed my mind. Yeah. 
Um, but, so, but yeah, so we, we run out of gas um, and the mist is still around. And there and, are five people in this car and they have a gun and four bullets. Yep. And Thomas Jane is going to just go ahead and put the bullet in his own child. The his woman son, that he's with, yeah, his son, his, the woman that he's... kind of chick, yeah. <laughs> and then the two elderly people. So two elderly people, Thomas Jane's kid, and um, the chick. Yeah, and not, then he... Not really a love interest, just someone that they know. Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. And then he's out of bullets, so he doesn't have one for himself. Yeah, which uh, I did always wonder if he could just put his head like towards one of them and then shoot both of them. But <laughs> stupid, stupid point to make. I know, but that was just my thought um, process in that scenario. But uh, no, it's actually funny. There's um, a scene in the office and they're like, you're trapped with Osama bin Laden um, and just all these awful people. They're like you got a you got a gun with one bullet, but there's three of them. <laughs> and one of the guys comes up. He's like, "You just line them up so all their throats <laughs> are at the same level, and you take one bullet and you shoot it through all their throats, and they're down." And everybody's like, "Yes." <laughs> you know, it might not work, but that was my thought process: was that if he just put his head up against the girl. And then yeah, fired just, it. I was just like, maybe that would work better, but I don't know. It Stupid. might go through. It might not, though. Yeah, it's a risk. I know. Stupid point to make, but I'm just saying. That was just where my brain went no, watching funny, this. Though. Yeah. Fucked up, I know, but it's a fucked up scene. But it's true. But so but he yeah, does so that, is, and yeah. he is now losing his shit, and he's like, you know what? Fuck this. Creatures, come on out and kill me. And he gets out of the car and is screaming in the mist, waiting for them to kill him. And he hears something coming for him. But it ain't monsters. It's the military driving the mist away. Yep. And if, in tanks. <laughs> if he had waited minutes, seconds, uh, yeah. he and everyone in the car could have gotten away. Yeah, basically, if he had, he had waited like... Probably 30 seconds. Yeah, so he's now just killed his own son and all those people and is now surviving the mist. And we see Carol from The Walking Dead come back. She actually made it to her kids and re was rescued by the military. Yep, and this is... Um, <laughs> I was going to say earlier, this is something that they kind of stole from... Um, I mean, it's, it's a cool little point to the story. Um, but they kind of stole it from, have you ever seen, you've never seen Schindler's List, have you? Uh, I, t <laughs> I tried to sit down and watch it a few years ago and I made it about an hour in and I, I was so like deeply upset by it. I had to turn it off. Yeah. It's, it's a tough watch for sure. I made it all the way to the point where the one armed elderly man gets pulled away from his work and shot. Yeah. And it like deeply, deeply upset and saddened me that I had I had to turn it off. Yeah, it's 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 a hard movie to make it through. But um the whole movie's in black and white, and at the beginning of the movie, you see a little girl come out of an apartment and her jacket is yellow 
is the only thing that's in color in the movie is her jacket. And at the end of the movie, you see like a bunch of charred bodies going by that mm-hmm. they're going to dump and you see her colored jacket in, in the mass. So like you see this little girl from the beginning and I feel like that's what they did. And that's absolutely what they did with the miss. Like, you know, Carol's like, you guys are cowards. You won't help me out. Like, right. You know, fuck all y'all. I'm going to rescue my kids. Yeah. Which, <laughs> and, um, then the, and then at the end you see them. Right. And you which, see her, she's got her kids with her and everything. Yeah, exactly. Which I will say, it's funny you brought up um, black and white footage. There is a cut out there of the mist in black and white. Ooh, I think I heard about that. Yeah, I don't know if it was ever officially released, but I'm pretty sure there is a cut out there that you can find of the mist in black and white. Um, they actually did that with the um going back to Frank Darabont. Um, the first couple of episodes of The Walking Dead they redid them in black and white and you could watch them in black and white. It was pretty cool. So nice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt like that Frank Darabont would do that. Right. Right. Now. Um, so we touched on the ending. Uh, you want to get into why? So when, when I first watched it, I didn't like the ending when I was 14. Um, it took me a few watchings to just kind of, Get, it caught me off guard. So rewatching it, I was like, okay, I know what to expect now. It's kind of like what we talked about with Nope. Right. Where I was like, okay, now I know what I'm going to get. Let me watch it with that context. And I'm like, yeah, it's a, a tragic ending and it's done perfectly. Sure. Um, is that kind of what you get out of the ending and why you like it so much? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a couple of things about the ending. Um, you know, there's so many horror movies or just movies in general um, where you just get to the end and it's like, oh, happy day, everybody's good. Yeah, this was um, definitely going against the grain, grain at that point. Right, and it's like, that's what everybody expects. You know, they drove off in the car and they're going to get out of the mist and they're, they're going to have some kind of cure or meet somebody that knows how to get rid of the mist or, you know, it, just some bullshit. <laughs> right. And it's, not that, and it's not that movie, like... Well, it's got the shock value, man. I remember being in the theater watching this with everybody and people were like, holy shit. Like, it's got the shock value of of that ending, you know? Well, the other thing that I that I like about that ending, too. um, So I read a I read a lot of interviews with Stephen King um, and Frank Darabont um, about the movie. And one of the main things that Stephen King said was that he took it to like 10 different studios, um, before he landed with Darabont and everybody wanted to change the ending. Right. They were like, you you can't end it this way. No. And he said, no, that's how it's going to end. Like, I'm, you're not making my movie. I'm not signing it over unless that's the ending. And they got passed on a bunch because he wouldn't you know, falter on that. You know what I think is actually interesting about that is I feel like so we've touched on elevated horror here uh yeah. when we were talking about it follows, right? And how it, elevated horror has been such a game changer in the horror genre. 
I kind yeah. of feel like because elevated horror ninety percent of the time doesn't end with a happy ending. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, it follows. Spoiler alert: We just talked about a few weeks ago. We don't know if the creature is still out there or not. Hereditary. Hereditary I'm most definitely it's following them fuckers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hereditary most definitely does not end with a happy ending. Oh no, not at um, all. Um and I feel like uh I feel like this ending's very elevated horror esque, and I feel like had it been released in the following decade than it was, people would probably have embraced it more. Yeah, possibly. You know? Yeah, because, I mean, the shock value is pretty high. Yeah. And I think a lot of the shock value has been kind of, uh, people have been desensitized to it now. So maybe if they saw it now, like, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. Right. Well, I I just feel like this movie was kind of ahead of its time. Uh, Yeah. Go ahead. Absolutely. I mean, it's... You would expect not to like it. <laughs> um, in fact, I didn't think I was going to like it, but yeah. it's great. No, it's um, awesome. And the the fact that Stephen King fought that hard for the ending, where he just kept telling people no until he somebody was finally like, "Yeah, you can do that." <laughs> so like, that was that was Stephen King that fought for the ending. That wasn't Darabont. No, it was Stephen. Well, I mean Darabont was with him but okay King was i like, thought i yeah. thought that darabont wrote the ending but i could be wrong well when they were even if darabont wrote the ending i know when they were shopping it like the oh yeah for sure read with King, when they were shopping it like oh so I, okay studios, i get what you're saying now gotcha so gotcha. many studios were like no we're not going to end it like that and he's like okay well then we're not doing it Gotcha. Um, I got what you're saying now. Okay. Until he found somebody that was like, yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, but gotcha. It's a great ending, and it's why, like, half of the people hated it, and I thought it was great. Like, that. Yeah. That also, I think I think I said the religious lady's name wrong. Her name's Carmody. Oh, okay. Um, also, our main character, played by Thomas Jane, has the same last name as the character from The Crow. It's David Drayton is the name of Thomas Jane's character in this movie, and last week was Eric Drayton, so it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, now, just before we wrap it up, uh, did you watch the Netflix series of The Mist? Yeah, I did. Was it any good? Um, yeah, I actually enjoyed it. Unfortunately, it was only one season, um, and a lot of those streaming shows like to leave you with a cliffhanger <laughs> and then if they don't get renewed then you're just screwed you're just like, right Aw. yeah you're stuck um, <laughs> i have not seen it yet but i do want to give that a try because i love this movie so much it's cool um they they do a different take on it um more than kind of like alternate universe type stuff um it's more apocalypse like, cause sure, there's sure. Like, like the, and the cool thing about the show is that whoever walks into the mist sees something different. It's kind of like their greatest fear or whatever they're paranoid about 
when oh, they wow, go that's, into the mist, that's really that's interesting. What, yeah, that's what gets them. Yeah, so like a priest goes into the mist, and the priest, of course, with everything going on, he thinks is the apocalypse. So when he goes into the mist, he sees the four horsemen coming at him. Oh, weird. Right. Yeah, so it's yeah, so they do a little bit different take on it, but I like. I mean, it. I that makes it. sense because when I saw that they were putting it into a miniseries, I honestly was like, "How are you going to get like a full TV show's worth out of this concept?" Because you know, for all things considered, I love this movie, but it is a very basic premise, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's that's why it's not two and a half hours long like most Stephen King shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need to be. Does yeah, not need to be. Yeah, but, um, you get about an hour and forty, and that's, <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's you know to put a, a a pin or you know a bow on the ending. That's I agree with you that I just think that it was very against the grain on when this came out. Um, and I just think this movie was way more clever than than what was coming out in horror at the time. Because um, at the time we were really deep into the remake territory. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we had gotten like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Grudge. We that same year that this came out, we were getting the Halloween remake. Um, yeah. And that's just where we were with horror. There was still some other stuff coming out, but we were getting a lot of sort yeah, of remade material that this was something new. Right. Um, and I just think that I think it's overlooked, honestly. Yeah, I think so too. One like of my every time somebody asks me for like a horror movie recommendation, the mist. Um, I'm like, you seen the mist? <laughs> no. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a good one, man. It's a good one, and it's scary too. <laughs> yeah, I love you it, know? man. It's pretty scary, and uh, I get nervous driving in little uh, like the fog now. <laughs> um, well, that's that's how I felt after playing and seeing Silent Hill, but that's. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that doesn't cross day. my mind as well. <laughs> Which reminds me of that would you rather thing on Instagram or not Instagram on Facebook that I sent you. Where would you rather go, Raccoon City or Silent Hill? Yeah. Um, I think your answer and mine were the same, which was Raccoon City. Yeah, at least you can see where you're going. <laughs> yeah, and you can fight <laughs> off the zombies. I don't want my skin torn off by Pyramid Head. <laughs> well. That's true, and I also want to see something before it's like a foot in front of me. Yeah, well, especially in that Silent Hill movie when the freaking siren goes off. Oh yeah, like dude, my st- when I watch creepy. that, my stomach drops. Yeah, it still makes your skin crawl. Yeah. Well, all right, man. Well, uh, I think that's pretty much all we got to say about this one. You got anything for anything further to say on the mist before we wrap it up? Um, no, not really. Just like you know. Go watch it. Uh, yeah, like go watch <laughs> it. But, and again, uh, so many people that I love. I mean, between Stephen King, Frank Darabont, um, all the actors again from you know The Walking Dead. Um, if you haven't seen The Mist yet, and you've watched The Walking Dead, when you get back, like whole movie, you're just like, yes, hell yeah. Um, and and again, it's it's just an interesting concept. There's a, a lot of good layers to it, and. Um, Every time you say layers, I just think of fucking Shrek. Layers? <laughs> <laughs> Ogres have layers. The mist has layers. <laughs> like an onion. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, sorry, I cut you off. Um, no, you're good. 
no, but yeah, just all around, um, great writing, great directing, great people in the movie. Fantastic. Awesome, man. Well, high, high recommends from both of us here at Midnight Terrors. That is our episode on The Mist. Uh, We're about to head into December, everyone. Sorry if you can hear my dog in the background. Um, We're about to head into December, and we got some really good stuff coming up in December. Uh, So be on the lookout. Watch your feed for Midnight Terrors. And uh, get in touch with us on Facebook, Instagram, Midnight Terrors Podcast. Our email is midnightterrorspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, leave us a review if you like what we do here. And uh, hit us up and talk to us about horror. Let's uh, let's talk some horror shit. And uh, what could we what could we possibly be doing in December that has anything to do with horror, Kevin? Plenty of stuff. <laughs> Christmas horror, buddy. Um, yeah, man. So that's all we got uh, this this uh episode although also to clarify i definitely i i tripped over my words i said christmas horror just to clarify not christmas horror. <laughs> oh but christmas horrors would have been so much fun <laughs> true but uh <laughs> awesome man well uh that's all we got everybody thank you for listening uh my dog needs to go out so thank you for listening thank you for joining me jason this is midnight terrors or how does jason say it it's the Midnight Terrors. <laughs> that was very sounding like Vincent Price for a second. Yeah, it's worth kind of shooting for. <laughs> there we go, man. Good job. Well, cool. Thank you, everybody. This is Midnight Terrors. Join us again next week. We will see you then. Peace. Good night. Good night.